Hello, 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 family. Hello. Hello, family. I'm going to give it a moment um, for folks to come in and join us, but I am so excited to hop on and have a conversation around something I've really been sitting in and thinking a lot about. And so I figured I'd come on and, and share it. Hey, Michelle. Hey, hey, hey. All right. So I'm streaming live in my Facebook group as well as streaming live on Instagram. So if you see my eyes go back and forth, that is why. I'm going to start off with a quick introduction. My name is Dr. Erica Jordan Thomas. I am a former teacher, former principal, and currently a full-time entrepreneur in my business. So I have two businesses, Get Launch Consulting, which supports principals and provides professional development and coaching to school leaders. And I have a second business called Get Launch Consulting, where we help disrupt the power dynamics in the education sector and disrupt the racial wealth gap by helping educators grow their own six-figure education consulting businesses. Hey, 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 Adrian. Oh my goodness, folks are here. Hey, Jacqueline, folks are here. All right. So, I wanted to go ahead and come on and have a conversation around what the language I'm putting into it is a season of sacrifice. And so the reason why I've been sitting in this is because I feel like oftentimes, you know, we talk a lot about your season of harvest where your fruit is coming to bear, where you're, you're reaping the fruits of your labor, but we don't always talk about the season that is required prior to your season of harvest, which is a season of sacrifice. Um, And the reason why this is also sitting on my heart to be able to share is one of the, the most frequent questions that I get asked is how do I balance my full time role while building my business? And I think the better question to ask is what sacrifices do I need to make while working a nine to five in order to build my business? And so I wanted to have a conversation tonight around what I've identified as the three types of sacrifices that you need to be positioned to make in order to go to the next level in your business. And so I have folks here. Hey, Lynette. I have folks here on Facebook as well as Instagram. Hey, Erica, I hope you enjoyed your conference today. We missed you, Um, but wanted to come on and share these three pieces with you because I think, I think it's important that we expect the sacrifice, that we anticipate the sacrifice, that we prepare for the sacrifice, because I think a lot of us are, are finding ourselves caught off balance in our business or discouraged by our business because we aren't expecting a sacrifice. We're, we're expecting, um, we're expecting things to just fall in place. We're expecting things to just come to us. Even this term of like, your services will sell yourself, will sell itself. Like that is such a false, <laughs> like that. I cannot tell you how incredibly inaccurate that is and actually how dangerous that belief is from an entrepreneur's standpoint, um, that it sets people up for unrealistic expectations around the journey of entrepreneurship in their business. And so 
I wanted to come on and have this conversation around what a season of sacrifice looks like in your business and share with you specifically the three types of sacrifices I've identified through my own entrepreneurial journey that's now going on five years. I'm now full-time in my business. I've been full-time in my business for a year that I started my business almost five years ago, as well as my work of working with over 300 educators across the country and helping them grow their education consulting business. The majority of my clients still work in their nine to five and so have lots of experience personally, as well as professionally in supporting other educators and growing their business with the type of sacrifices that need to be made. So as we jump into this conversation, a couple of agreements uh, for and commitments for us to make is if you have a question, please, please, please drop that into the chat. So that way I'm happy to answer that for you. If I don't know the answer, I'll tell you I don't know the answer, um, but please drop that into the chat. The second uh, agreement I would love to propose is that if you have wisdom that comes up for you as we go about this conversation, please share because we iron sharpens iron, right? And so as we have this conversation, you know, please feel free to drop your wisdom into the chat. And then lastly, um, give me some feedback during our time together. When I say give me some feedback, I mean, please use the chat to be able to almost kind of do a little bit of a think aloud of what's coming up for you. If that's a, oh, I never thought about that or, oh, that's really interesting of like, oh, wow, like that, that really just pushed my thinking. Um, please share that in the chat. And if you're on Instagram, you can hit the little heart button at the bottom right hand of your screen. If you're on Facebook, you can hit the hearts or the like button um, because that feedback is just really helpful for me and helps me learn more about you all. So we're going to go ahead and jump into it. I took a little notes just to be able to, to ensure that I don't miss anything. So if you see me looking down, it's because I'm looking at my notes. So let's go ahead and jump into the three types of sacrifices that you have to be prepared to make as you are taking your business to the next level. And let me be really clear as I share these three sacrifices, these apply no matter your level of business. And so I think one of the misconceptions that interestingly happens in education, and I also see it happen um, in business, is sometimes we equate effectiveness to experience, and I am most certainly not um, minimizing the impact of experience. But to me, I value on an entrepreneur, from an education standpoint, I want to know your data, <laughs> like I, I respect, I respect absolutely experience, and I want to know your results, right? Um, and on the entrepreneurial standpoint, like I respect experience, but I also want to know your revenue. <laughs> and so I think oftentimes people say, well, I've been in business for X amount of years, but I'm like, okay, but what's your monthly revenue? Because if you haven't crossed the six figure yearly mark yet, then there are some significant gaps in your business. Um, if you know, you have, there's some people I know who've been in business for a year and they've crossed the six figure mark and other people I know who've been in business, you know, for five, six years and they're still pushing towards that six figure mark. And so for me, I go by revenue in terms of understanding where you are in your business rather than how long you've been in business because your revenue is going to help help me get an understanding of some of the systems you may or may not have in place. And obviously everyone has their own unique journey. It's not a monolith, but it is a valuable data point to help me understand that. So I say that to say um, that 
part of everything that I'm going to share is coming from the perspective of regardless of your revenue level, anytime you are seeking to go to the next level, these are three types of sacrifices you're going to have to make. And going to the next level could be six-figure year. Going to the next level could mean six-figure quarter. Going to the next level could be six-figure month. There's still a level of sacrifice in these three areas that I'm going to share. It just looks a little different. I'll also talk about that as well. Um, is it Aisha or Isha? Let me know uh, in the comments if I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Um, yes, there will be a limited replay available to answer your question, but please let me know um, how I, if I'm pronouncing your name correctly or incorrectly because names are important. All right, and I would love to have you at the workshop. Okay, and so let's jump into it. So the first of the three types of sacrifices that you're going to have to be prepared to make is time. That's the first one. You are going to need to be prepared to sacrifice time. So let me talk a little bit about what this looks like. So sacrificing time means can look like protecting your time. So in other words, when I say protecting your time, protecting your time means that you're going to have to say no. So a, a little bit of, and actually this might be a little bonus sacrifice that, that I'm going to throw out here is I actually think what's underneath this is, um, the sacrifice. You're going to have to sacrifice pleasing everybody. Right. So the first one we're talking about is time, but I'm giving you a little bonus one that's underneath here, particularly for us as educators, because we the the narrative around our profession is is servantry of 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 being a servant to other people. And oftentimes that's ingrained in us in a way in which we say yes to everything. Exactly, Erica, where we feel uncomfortable saying no to other people because we feel like we're not showing up for someone or we are, we are denying someone of, of a need. Like there's this level of guilt that we feel when we say no. And part of this season of sacrifices, you're going to have to protect your time. You're going to have to be willing to say no. And a part of what is required in order to do that is you have to be okay being more loyal to yourself than you are to other people. And that's not selfish. That is actually self-preservation. Uh, it is not selfish to say no to someone in order to, to give your time, your energy and desires, or to, to give yourself the permission to be able to lean into your desires. That's not selfish. That's self-preservation. And part of it is so many of us are struggling to get free because ain't none of us free to be able to pull nobody back up, right? It's like, I'm going to say no right now, but yo, as soon as I get free, I'm coming back to get you, sis, bruh, fam. Like, this is a temporary no. No, I can't serve on that committee. Um, no, I can't serve on that task force. But let me tell you, when my business hit, I'll write a check and give some scholarships, okay? Like, I'll write a check and cover the cheerleading uniforms. So I'm going to temporarily say no in this moment of not being able to take on that additional labor that you're not going to pay me for. No, I'm not going to be able to take the kids this weekend, but because I can't take the kids this weekend, when my business pop, we going on a vacation, right? Like I'm covering it. And so like part of this is is making the shift in, in perspective of, 
what currently is a temporary no, you're actually giving a long-term yes to. Say, come on, I'm looking at the comments. Saying no to teaching summer school. I'm gonna say no to teaching summer school right now and when my business pop, I'll cut the check to be able to fund a field day for summer school, right? And so like, like part of, of this first sacrifice is, is around <clears throat> sacrificing your time. And oftentimes, and this is where when people ask me this question of how do I balance my business while also building, or how do I balance my full-time job while building my business, you have to understand the sacrifice of time, which means you have to carve out time for your business and then you have to protect your time. So there's two actions there. How do you make time and how do you protect the time? And making the time nine times out of 10 means renegotiating or saying no to something that is already on your plate to be able to open up space for your business. And that's the sacrifice. So you've got to be okay with disappointing other people and saying, no, I can't show up for you. No, I can't do that. And, you know, if you need to get accountability partners, if you need to have the conversation in advance with your circle to help prepare them so that way when the moment comes, when you have to say no, you actually can refer back to that conversation. So it might be meaningful for you if you have a partner and kids to be able to sit down with your family now to be able to say, look, these are, these are the goals that I have. This is what it's going to mean for us and our family. And because these are the goals that I've set out for us, this is what it's going to require of me. And so this is what that's going to mean. It's going to mean that I'm not always going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. So that way, when the moment comes up where someone's asking you to do that, you can refer back to the conversation and say, remember when we talked about, you know, my goals for our, my business and what that was going to mean for our family? And I said, these were going to be some of the things that I was going to have to say no to. Well, this is an example of when I'm going to have to say no, like I'm going to have to honor that. But know that even though I'm saying no now, it's not because I don't want to show up for you. I do. It's just that I know that there's something bigger for our family that can truly be possible if I say yes to my business right now. And so when we're talking about the sacrifice of time, I just want to be really clear because I think there are some people who are struggling with that first step of creating the time, which means you have to say no and you have to renegotiate boundaries. And then there are other people who are struggling with protecting the time, meaning you put the time on your calendar, but then you didn't protect it. You allowed somebody to pull you out of that time. You negotiated that, you know, you were going to have this Saturday to yourself and your business. And then all of a sudden something came up and you didn't honor that commitment that you made to your business. That's I, I, I share those with you all to be able to think through where's your greatest opportunity. So let me know in the chat as we're we're talking through this, when you think about the sacrifice of time, you know, which one of these you feel like is something that you want to focus on? Do you want to focus on the creating time or do you want to focus on the protection of time? Which one of those comes up for you um, as we think about this sacrifice of time? And part of part of too, as you all are sharing of this protecting of time, also means minimizing distractions. And so like for me, 
I know the type of learning or the type of working environment I need in order to be productive. Like I have to minimize distractions, which means I put my phone off to the side in another room. Like I silence all of my notifications. Like I, cause I don't want to get pulled with, with a call or a text. And then all of a sudden my like, like attention starts going to another direction. Like part of this too is setting yourself up for success and thinking about how do you minimize the distractions? Right. And like, if you are, if you have a family, and you have a partner who can take the kids, maybe they actually need to go out of the house during your your day that you've identified for your business. Like, I need you to take the kids out of the house somewhere. So that way I have this time with no distractions and I can just own it. Maybe it might mean you leave the house, you go to a coffee shop, maybe you have the means to book an Airbnb for a work weekend, or maybe you book a hotel for a staycation work weekend. That's another way in which you can protect your time and, and minimize the distractions. Maybe you go to the library. And so thinking about these things, because it, it and this y'all, <laughs> like, I am so passionate around what I do with helping educators get free that like I can see the self-destructive loop as people are talking. Like I literally see the cycle that folks have gotten themselves caught up in that they unconsciously can't see and they continue to spin and wonder why they feel quote unquote stuck. It's, it's because you're putting more energy into your nine to five but you feel like your business should just happen and you're not putting in the same level of energy that you give your nine to five and then you get discouraged because you don't see the level of results or you don't see, you know, what the things that you anticipated. So now all of a sudden you talk yourself out of it when it was like, are you going as hard in your business as you're going in your nine to five? Like, are you giving your business the same energy that you give your nine to five? And I'm not saying necessarily time wise, right? Because if you work 40 hours a week, it's it obviously like it's really difficult to get 40 hours to your business and be giving 80 hours to, to some type of work. Like I'm not saying time, I'm saying energy, right? So like some of us go, I'm assuming many of us here go so hard for kids to where like, we will call the parent. We will do the home visit. We will stay up all night thinking of all these different ways to teach something. I'm going to think about this hook. And if this doesn't work, I'm going to go this direction. And then if, you know, if they have this question or misconception, I'm going to flip it back this way. We spend so much intention, energy and time into our kids because they deserve it. That's the same level of energy you need to be giving to your business of like, oh, I'm going to do this marketing strategy. And if this doesn't work, I'm going to try this. And then I'm going to flip it and try it this way when I go live. And then maybe I should do this webinar. You should be given the same level of intentionality and, and energy. So that's the first type of sacrifice, which is time. So I'm looking at the, the chat and seeing folks naming um, creating time and committing to the time. I'm seeing folks naming the protection piece. Um, so I see we're kind of a little bit split of between creating and protecting, um, which is natural. That makes sense. All right. So the second sacrifice that we're going to, you're going to have to make, which I kind of already started to name it, but the second sacrifice that you're going to have to make in order to go to your next level is energy. 
So you are going to have to sacrifice your energy in order to go to your next level. And so here's here's the interesting thing. Um, The interesting thing that I found is when you are solving the right problem in your business, and I'm putting that in quotations, because what I mean by right problem is meaning it's the right problem for you to solve, not necessarily, okay, according to the market, what's the quote unquote right problem, but I mean, Given your unique expertise, experience, you know, results, skill, like all of that stuff, what is the right problem that you are most uniquely positioned to solve? And obviously only you can answer that question. But when you pick the right problem in your business, you actually get a burst of energy. And so what's interesting is we had a client in our program share um, that, you know, they're still working their nine to five in their business. And one of their reflections after going through our content to help them narrow down on the problem that they're solving in their business, they shared, you know, it's confirming for me that I the work that I'm doing in my business isn't the type of work that I actually want to commit to long term. And that actually the work I'm doing in my business is the right work because I find myself after work getting a burst of energy to work on my business. When typically I might be tired, I might be ready to shut off for the day. When I think about working on my business, I get a burst of energy because that client picked the right problem for them. And so I say this with a little bit of asterisks of like when we're, when I'm talking about the sacrifice of energy, that actually your business should be giving you energy because you have picked the right problem that you're solving in your business and such that it energizes you that even after working your nine to five, you're hyped and excited to put more work into your business. If you find yourself, and again, everybody like entrepreneurship isn't a monolith, but if you're struggling after work to be able to dedicate time to your business, then one of the questions that I would be wondering is, all right, have you picked the right problem that excites you? That given your unique skills, expertise, and experience, like have we have we nailed down the right problem? Because if you're struggling to find energy to work on your business, then I would wonder that maybe we might need to adjust the problem you're solving. So when I when I say sacrificing energy in your business, here's a couple of examples of what that sacrifice actually looks like. So the first sacrifice is when it comes to your energy is being willing to go the extra mile, right? So going the extra mile requires a little bit of energy. So going that extra mile could look like I've worked until five, six o'clock, but I'm gonna give an hour or two to my business still because I wanna go the extra mile and I'm gonna you know, identify five to 10 people that I wanna reach out to about my services and go ahead and draft the email and schedule it for send tomorrow. Like, I'm going to go the extra mile rather than just waiting or rather than, you know, um, just just meeting the bar. Sometimes um, a sacrifice of energy is, you know, when I got my first clients early on in my business, I showed out, (laughs) meaning I went the extra mile to make sure that I was servicing them well such that it positioned me to get either a renewal of the contract or they referred me to someone else, which brought me a new contract. And so that's one of the sacrifices that you have to make in your business to go to the next level. 
is what does it actually look like to provide undeniable value to your target clients such that it actually brings you other opportunities for revenue. And that requires going the extra mile. Sometimes it's a matter of an experience. Sometimes it's a matter of content. Sometimes it's a matter of how you organize the the package that you might say, you know, um, for 30 days, I'm going to test out um, giving a bonus to all of our clients that sign on this month of a complimentary 30 minute coaching session on top of their, their package. Um, and so like going that extra mile or, you know, creating an additional resource or adding in an extra module are ways to be able to, you know, provide undeniable value for your clients such that it possessions you for either referrals and or renewal of contracts. Um, the other way, the other way, and this is particularly for my entrepreneurs who are scaling to six-figure quarters and six-figure months, what the, the sacrifice of energy looks a little different. So when you are early stage in your business, meaning you have not crossed the six-figure mark yet, the sacrifice of energy is actually... Um, going the extra mile in terms of servicing your clients. When you are, are pushing the six-figure quarter and six-figure month mark, sacrificing energy actually looks like slowing down the speed up. So what that means is when you are approaching the six-figure quarter and the six-figure month mark, you're actually building and expanding your team. You're growing your team. So sacrificing energy means you actually slow down to be able to train and model for your team such that they're able to show up and support your clients like you would. So that means I can't be just moving fast and just telling someone this is how you do it. Now you go and do it that I actually have to slow down and properly onboard and train people. And it might take 30 to 90 days to fully get someone up to speed before they can hit the ground running. But I'm intentionally sacrificing my energy where I'm spending more time and more energy in slowing down and combing over all the details and, and providing clear examples of providing clear modeling of providing clear feedback. I'm, I'm, I'm doing that intentionally. Because in the long run, it's going to pay off to where I'm going to have to do less managing of errors when I turn things over. So that sacrifice of energy when you're at the six quarter, six figure month mark is, is really important in terms of slowing down to speed up. And some of that also looks like in terms of sacrificing of energy is when you're building out new systems of really taking a fine tooth comb through each step of the system to make sure that like we're clear on each like piece of uh, uh, integration. We're clear on what the emails that's being sent, the day that it's going out, the time that it's going out. Y'all, when I tell you, first off, I just drafted a 17 email sequence today. Now I have a copywriter supporting me. So like I wasn't drafting it from scratch, but like I, I combed through that today. And we have another like two to three email sequences that we have in rotation for our team. And that's like one of, I cannot tell you how many email sequences we have going on, but there's a level of like slowing down to speed up of like 
all right, when this person, you know, onboards for this thing, this is the email, this is the link that they get, this is then the next step, and then they need to get access to this, and then that pops off this automated email for them to schedule an onboarding call. Like, you have to slow down to think through all those steps because when you don't, it creates more mess that you then have to backtrack to be able to to clean up. So I say all that to say that that's our second of three sacrifices is sacrificing your energy. Again, that either looks like going the extra mile and or slowing down to speed up in order to get to your next level. So let me know of that second second one of sacrificing your energy. What's your biggest takeaway there? And what are you thinking about sacrificing your energy looks like in your own business? Let me know in the chat. And then the third sacrifice. Y'all, I intentionally made this the third one because some of y'all will be ready to receive it. Some of y'all will need to get your mind right to receive this. And I say this with love. But the third sacrifice that you need to be positioned to make in order to go to your next level is money. I'm pausing to let it sit for a second because as soon as I say the word money, like some folks start getting in a tizzy. You can get in your tizzy and we don't keep moving forward. But we need to talk about this because I cannot tell you, and this is actually a little side rant that is is becoming one of my biggest pet peeves right now. I cannot tell you the number of entrepreneurs that I have hired in my business that I have had to offboard in my business, whether it, it is we are having conversations and we actually sign on to work with one another. When I say work on with one another, I'm contracting their services to support our business. So we are either get to the onboarding phase or we're in the actual work. And I've had to make the decision to terminate the contract of working with that person because it becomes blatantly clear that they are a party of one and they are stretched too thin And because they are a party of one taking on too much and doing too much, now I am being inconvenienced because I paid you money to do something for me, but you've missed the deadline. So now I'm inconvenienced because I have to micromanage you to get what I paid for. And so, or you haven't hired somebody to build out your systems So because you haven't hired someone to build out your systems, you don't have the level of organization that you need to with your clients to where now you're forgetting the things that we agreed upon. And now again, you've inconvenienced me because now I have to, me and my team have to micromanage you now. And so I say that because this is becoming like, it is becoming to me blatantly clear how many entrepreneurs don't have the systems, don't have the teams, and they're creating a bottleneck in their business. And part of this is because they're not willing to sacrifice money in order to go to the next level. And let me be really clear what this sacrifice of money looks like. Three ways in which it could look. The first way is what you're starting to talk about is investing in people. 
And so the investing in people, y'all, hardly anyone starts with their team being full-time employees. Like no one starts with with full-time employees. But people start with a five-hour-a-week VA. And then as they start making more money, they convert that five-hour-a-week VA into 15 hours a week. And then they become part-time. And then all of a sudden, your business is going to grow to where you need full-time executive assistant support. So the first type of investment that you need to make in order to go to your next level is you invest in people and you invest in your team. And here's my thing. And this is the guidance that that I provide because folks sometimes ask me, well, when do I know if I need a VA? Here are two indications. The first indication is if you are hitting if you are hitting consistent four figure months, you need to start building your team. And if you feel like you don't have enough money to start building your team. And again, when I say building your team, it could be a five hour a week VA and a solid VA starts at 20, 25 hour or $25 an hour. So if we're talking five bucks an hour, we're talking a hundred bucks per week, or excuse me, five hours a week. We're talking a hundred bucks per week. So if you feel like you don't have $400 a month, when you are bringing in four figure months consistently, one of two things is happening. Either you're not charging enough, which means you need to raise your prices, or you are not managing your business revenue well enough because money is coming in and then it is going out the door quickly to where you don't even have the expense reserve to actually be able to fund a team. One of those two things is usually happening. And both of those are easily correctable. You either raise your prices or you organize your financials on the back end so that, such that you're saving every time you get new business revenue. So that way, when it comes time to dish out $100 a week, you already got it sitting in a bank account. So that's the first type of sacrifice with money is actually sacrificing or investing in your team. The second type of of way in which the sacrifice of money can look like is investing in your business. So when I say investing in your business, I mean, as you continue to grow, you're going to have to make investments in your business, meaning investment in, in the software, the programs that you use to help organize your operations and your back end. You are going to have to start, start making those investments because what that does is it helps you automate your business. It helps you systematize your business so that way you spend less of your time in the back-end admin stuff and you can spend more of your time in the client revenue generating task stuff. What it also does is it helps create a smooth experience for your client because now things can happen automatically. They get automatic emails. They they don't have to wait on certain things. It creates a smooth client experience because you already have things set up. Let me give you an example of what this looks like. I've seen people in the early stage of their business who who are who make the choice to hold off or they're hesitant on investing in their business. I've seen people use some type of red free registration software like um, a Google form. So I'm hosting a workshop, fill out this Google form. And then once you fill out the Google form and I get your response that has your email in it, then um, I'll send you an email and tell you to Venmo me $25, $50 for the workshop. 
Like that is the, that is the cheap way to systematize your business. Because think about how clunky that is and those steps of first I have to fill out the, the Google form and some people might put it in the directions, but let me tell you, most people don't read directions. So you're going to have to send an email anyway, even if you put your Venmo and we're not, we're, we're going to save the fact that Venmo is not a, an appropriate processor for your business for a whole nother separate conversation. But this is an example of how people piecemeal their business in a really cheap way is they'll have people for an event, fill out a Google form and then might put in the directions to Venmo me the fee. And then even after they fill out the form, you still got to send an email to Venmo me the fee and then I'm going to have to keep following up with you for people who don't do it expeditiously. And then now I'm taking time sending these emails when what you could do is you could pay $10, $15 a month for Acuity. So that's $10 to $15. That's an expense. You could pay for Acuity. You create a class in Acuity and then send the link to folks such that when they book, they're required to pay. So that way now I don't have to chase anybody down. And then you can set up an email sequence in something like ConvertKit, which I believe is still free for up to maybe a thousand subscribers. So then you could send a schedule an email to be sent after someone registers. So now all you have to do is worry about promoting the web, the workshop and sharing the link because the moment somebody registers, everything else is automated and set to go. So that's an example of investing in your business because when you don't have those level of investments, when you don't have those levels of systems, you're going to have leaks in your systems. And those leaks is where clients fall through and revenue falls through and you leave money on the table. So that's a second example of what investing in your business looks like. Um, and then the third example I need y'all to get ready because here's the thing. What I'm about to say, we actually do as educators. We are just not used to doing and this. This is the theme of us as educators. Most of the things that are required in our business, we actually do as educators. We've normalized doing it as educators because we're doing it for somebody else. But the moment we have to do it for ourselves, we get in our way, we self-sabotage, we have all this mind trash that pops up that gets in our way of actually being able to make things happen for ourselves that then throws us all out of whack. So this, this third and final piece related to, to the sacrifice of money is you need to be willing to invest in yourself. Now, let me talk about what this looks like at different levels in your business. Because when you're in the early stage of your business, meaning you're on your way to your first six-figure year, or you're trying to make six figures, a six-figure year in your business, you are, are I, I see one of two things happen. Either people invest in some form of low-ticket coaching or support. And when I say low-ticket coaching, meaning it's under $1,000 per month, and and even with those pieces of low ticket coaching, it's 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 usually not comprehensive. It's usually surface level. You still have to put some puzzle pieces together. It's not the full blueprint. Like it's it's there's still holes and gaps in support. The other piece that I see people doing is they'll pay $37 for this ebook. They pay 40 bucks for this webinar. They go to this 
free, free conference. Like they're, they're what I call is, is a form of almost kind of like whack-a-mole where they just try and leverage all of the, the free things and all of the things that are less than a hundred dollars in their business. And then they have to spend all this time and energy kind of piecemealing things and trying to put things together. And here's the thing is that like at that stage of your business, when you may not have the level of, of financial resources to invest intentionally, like you need to be really clear around what you're looking for. And you just need to, to start somewhere and buy the ebook or go to the webinar or invest in the low ticket coaching. But what most people don't mentally prepare for is as your revenue grows, the amount of money that you you invest in your personal development also needs to grow. And here's the other little gem and side note that I'm going to say that to, to make this really clear. Most of the time, the amount of money that we invest in ourselves or that we will spend on a coaching program or a business coach is usually equal to or or actually let me put it this way we don't typically invest in a coach that is 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 um less than hold on give me a second cuz i want to make sure that i'm saying this correctly to be able to illustrate this point is we don't typically pay what we don't charge. <laughs> That's probably the easiest way. So if, if most of the time the price tags around coaching that we're not most nervous about are prices that we don't charge in our business. There we go. There it is. So if $10,000 feels like a really scary number for you to charge in your business, you likely won't be willing to invest in $10,000 coaching. And the, the, the sad and unfortunate thing about that is the $10,000 coaching when you pick the right coach will actually move you to a place to charge $10,000, $30,000 in your business. So part of this is a little bit of mindset work that you have to do is when we're talking about the sacrifice of, of investing in yourself, you have to be willing to invest at a level that you actually want to be modeling in your business. I actually am willing to pay a coach what I would want someone to pay me, right? And so I think part of the opportunity here is so many of, so many of us grow our business, but then the, the, the way in which we don't grow our investments in ourselves. There are people who are running multiple six-figure businesses or they cross the six-figure mark and they're still buying ebooks, going to free conferences and investing in low-ticket workshops and webinars. When it's like you have, you have, according to your revenue, you should have the revenue if you're managing your financial systems appropriately. But most people aren't growing their investments in their self at the rate in which they're growing their revenue. So I say that because... I have my very first investment in myself, um, in my business, myself as a CEO. I think I was paying $300 a month for a coach. And we would meet once or twice a month. 
And my business grew leaps and bounds through that coaching because they helped us get our systems together. And then the next um, investment I made was like $3,000 for a, a membership of a, in a business coaching program. Um, and that helped me, you know, that helped me go to the next level in some, some, um, some of our marketing and sales. Um, that helped me make some moves, but it wasn't one-on-one coaching. I just had access to some workshops. I had access to a community. So there was still work that I had to put in on the back end to make some of the dots connect um, because it was still a low touch, low ticket offer. Then I got my mind and, and money together to make the money sacrifice of I invested $10,000 in a coach. And y'all, let me tell you, because I do my due diligence of, of researching coaches, of looking at their work, of connecting with current or former clients, hearing their experiences, of like stalking the coach to really get a clear understanding of their values, their, their way they approach their work, their strategies to make sure that it's going to be a fit for me. Because I do my due diligence behind a coach and I know that I will show up and do the work. I paid that $10,000 and within like three to four months, I made six figures within that time frame in my business. I made not just my investment back, but I had tenfold in my investment because I had brought in six figures into my business because all of a sudden I got access to like the juice that I needed because I did my due diligence. I knew what I was clear about. <laughs> and here's, here's what might blow your mind is that actually isn't the, that wasn't the last personal investment that I made in myself. And it also wasn't the most expensive investment that I've made in myself for business coaching. Every time I've invested in myself for business coaching, I have not only made back my money within 90 days, but I've made it plus some. So I say that to say that like, Start wherever your entry point is. If you can only afford the ebook, the workshop, start there. But then you are going to have to trust yourself to take the risk before you feel like you're completely ready to invest in the next level that you want to go. If you're not charging three or five thousand dollars in your business, you probably need to hire a coach that's charging three or five thousand dollars. Hire the coach that's charging what you're scared to charge. Do your due diligence, make sure they're a fit, but that's an indication of who you need to be working with is their prices should make you a little nervous. They shouldn't make you a little uncomfortable. So those are the three sacrifices that I've shared. I'm really curious to hear y'all's feedback around what we just talked about. I see some of the hearts coming through, but let me know your takeaways around this sacrifice with money. Which one resonates with you? Which one are you chewing on right now and kind of processing? Um, and, and here's the thing. You would think that us as educators, we would be, um, we would gravitate and be most hungry towards teaching and coaching. But our mindsets as educators are so raggedy that the moment we start talking about money and we throw in money, it throws us into a tizzy that we're we're afraid to invest in ourselves. And here, here's the other thing. We as educators have no problem paying to go back to school. 
We have no problem cutting the check for a degree to get the the doctor in front of our name. Some of us will spend 50, 60, 70, 80 thousand dollars on a degree but then we feel uncomfortable paying ten thousand dollars for business coaching which is actually going to make us money so i say all that to say hopefully that was helpful for you all again we typically don't have these conversations around the sacrifices that are required for your business and i hope that that was helpful for you all let me know again your takeaway with the sacrifices around money, which one is sitting with you right now, and or your overall takeaway with the three that we talked about, a sacrifice of time, sacrifice of energy, sacrifice of money. Let me know which one is sitting with you right now. And so I share this to say that, you know, it is my hope that that the pieces that I'm I'm sharing with you are are connecting. And if you feel like you're in a position to be able to start leaning into those sacrifices to go to your next level, then I want to help and support you. And here's the thing, again, uh, we don't always talk about that we have to put the sacrifice in perspective. Beverly Tatum, who wrote Why Are All the Black Kids Sitting Together in the Cafeteria, makes a really great analogy around racism where she calls racism like a moving walkway, like at the airport, where she says that even when you're standing still, you are still moving in a direction. So it's like, if you're doing nothing, you are passively being uh, racist because racism is like the moving walkway that even when you're standing still, you're still moving in that direction. And she basically makes the the argument that in order to be anti-racist, you have to be actively walking in the opposite direction of that conveyor belt and, and going at equal or greater force of that, that walking runway. The same thing is true for all levels of oppression, right? So when we're talking about getting free in our business, when we're talking about getting financially free, there is a cycle of oppression that you have to break. And so many of you are expecting the freedom to come, but you're standing still on the, on the walkway. So you're still moving in the direction of oppression. You're still moving in the direction of living paycheck to paycheck. You're still moving in the direction of being overwhelmed and, and overworked and underpaid. You're still moving in the direction of an unexpected expense it falls in my lap. And now my world is being turned upside down because I don't know how I'm going to cover this four, $500, $3,000 expense because I'm not prepared. You are standing still on the moving walkway. When you have the choice to turn around and walk in the opposite direction at greater or equal force of the moving walkway, and that's what your business requires. You have to move, you have to turn around, and you have got to walk at equal or greater force of that walkway because the walkway is still going to move. It's going to attempt to pull you back. It is going to attempt to suck you back in, but you have to be walking at a rate of equal or greater resistance to the force in order to break through and get your freedom. Because the walk the walkway isn't unending. At the airport, there's always a time when you step on and step off. So if you build up enough energy, enough momentum to walk and each step forward, you're gonna build more and more energy because that first step feels like like you're being pulled back and you're, the, the force in which it's pulling you back feels so tight and so strong. But with the second step, it gets a little lighter, third step more lighter, fourth step more lighter. The, the the quicker you can build momentum, the quicker you can get to the end of the walkway and begin to experience the freedom that you are envisioning for yourself and your business. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and get my dinner. Hopefully you all have a great night and I will see you soon.